Hello and welcome to welcome to our uh, podcast once more. And um, the last couple of times we went over specific parts of the uh, like specific members of the band. And um, last time we went over the the best seventies bands. But as our final last hurrah, we decided it would be the best to do like uh, the best bands of all time, in our opinion. So, um, because this is the final episode of our, of our podcasts. So yes, I think with I think the um, I think it's almost fitting to do the best bands of all time. So today we're going to start with John. All right, thank you, Cooper. All right, starting out, we got my favorite and also what I think to be one of the greatest, Van Halen. Van Halen, also referred to sometimes as the Great American Rock Band, was a classic rock band formed in 1972 in Pasadena, California. It was very popular during the 1970s and the 1980s and was known for its fast-paced music, catchy tunes, high-energy live performances, and, of course, Eddie Van Halen's guitar solos that melt your mind every time you listen to it. Van Halen was also known for bringing rock back to the main scene of music by some at the time. The band had consisted of a couple of different members over the years as well. From 1974 to 1985, it was Eddie Van Halen on guitar, David Lee Roth on vocals, Eddie's brother Alex on drums, and Michael Anthony on bass. In later years, David Lee Roth had been replaced by vocalist Sammy Hagar, and the band had been considered by many, to have gone into a different era with its music. It was a whole change in what they wrote. Then again, it was a change for the better, because when Sammy Hagar uh, joined them, they actually went on to release four number one albums on Billboard. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, Their self-titled album from their earlier days reached number 19 on Billboard pop music charts. The band is also known for albums such as Fair Warning, one of my personal favorites. It's self-titled album, of course. Unlawful Carni- Carnal Carnage, Balance, and various others. And singles, they're known for many great radio hit songs, such as Jump, Hot for Teacher, Unchained, Panama, Mean Street, Running with the Devil, Ain't Talking About Love, and countless others. Van Halen had its many features to it. The unique and energetic vocals of David Lee Roth, the masterful, innovative, and creative playing styles and techniques of Eddie Van Halen, and its variety of sound over their value, their various albums. It's always good to have a band that doesn't play the same old thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it definitely gives you more to do. They have stood the test of time and made classics that have influenced the work of many modern artists. They're my favorite band, but also, in my opinion, one of the very greatest of all time. A great, a great, um, yeah, a great choice, and I agree with you. Definitely Thank like, you. In my opinion, the leaders of, of their time. So, uh, I also agree. So, Chris, yeah. I think we're going to go to Chris. So, Chris, who is your yep. choice? I'm next. Mm-hmm. My favorite band is from the grunge era, Soundgarden. So, brief history of Soundgarden, going by the major milestones here. So, Soundgarden formed in 1984 with the founding members 
singer and drummer at the time, Chris Cornell, bassist Hiro Yamamoto, and guitarist Kim Tyle. Later, the band got Scott Sunquist on drums to give Cornell a break from drumming and singing so he could focus mainly on vocals, but then he was replaced later by Matt Cameron. Mm. So then in 1987-1988, band signed a deal with Sub Pop, a new record, record label at the time, and released two EPs, Screaming Life and Fop, which later became an album in, in, uh, in 1990. Sorry. In 1989, they became the first grunge band ever to sign with a major label when they signed with A&M Records. That same year, they released their debut major album, Louder Than Love, which peaked at 108 on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. Also, Hiro Yamamoto left the band and was replaced by former Nirvana bassist for their Bleach era, Jason Everman, for one tour cycle. Then later, he got replaced by Ben Shepard. Mm-hmm. So now the roster's complete. There's no more member changes. This is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 1991, the band released their first major album, Bad Motorfinger. One single off this album, Jesus Christ Post, is actually banned from MTV due to angering a Christian audience. Oh, wow. Because the song was about how people use religion to portray themselves as, like, Jesus Christ. So Chris Cornell's, like, going right after them. Mm. Then it got, like, backlash because... um a mainly Christian audience thought the band was like an anti-Christian band too. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. It's a weird story. I know it is a weird story. Yeah. Other notable singles off this album include rusty cage outshined Jesus Christ pose, obviously, and searching with my good eye closed. Hmm. Honestly, in my opinion, the whole album's great, but teach their own. In 1994, they released their breakthrough album, super unknown which peaked at the top of Billboard 200. Wow. And also, interestingly enough, Spoonman won a Grammy for the best metal performance that year. Really? Yeah. When you think of Soundgarden, like Spoonman, you wouldn't really think like a metal record, almost like Metallica or some other metal band of the time. Well, you got a lot of different types of metal then again. Yeah. This is also true. Yeah. Other notable singles are Black Hole Sun, Day I Tried to Live, and Fell on Black Days. Mm. It's a very um, depressing album lyrically, but Soundgarden just made it work so well. Grunge <laughs> is just depressing on its own, too. Yes. Yeah. So, this is also true. So now, in 1996, the band released their last album of the 90s, Down on the Upside. This strayed away from the typical like grungy sound that everyone was used to hearing from Soundgarden, and everybody noticed it. So now, some notable singles off this album. I haven't really listened to this one too much, personally. But Burden in My Hand, Pretty Noose, and Ty Cobb are probably the best ones on this album. Burden in My Hand's pretty good. And also, Blow Up the Outside World, that one's... That was a very slept-on song. And in 1997, the band was suffering a lot of creative differences, so they they broke up, and they went their separate ways. Chris Cornell went on to form Audio Slave with the four members of Rage Against the Machine and did some solo work, 
Matt Cameron went to join Pearl Jam. And I'm not actually too sure what happened to the other two. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. So the band then reunited in 2010 and released one album, did a bunch of touring until Chris Cornell's untimely death in 2017. Mm. Yeah, that was tragic. I remember hearing about that. I remember hearing about that. It was horrible. Um, so Soundgarden is my favorite ba- favorite grunge band because like I love like the pairing of Matt Cameron's drumming, like Kim Tyle's like awesome guitar riffs, and Chris Cornell just belting out those vocals. That's just, that's just an awesome combination to me as a whole. I get that. Um, so is that the I had for us? Yep. Alrighty. Yep. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Cause yes, sir. All right, Chris, am I ready was... to go up? Okay. I'm gonna be. I know I talked about My Chemical Romance a lot, so I'll be doing Green Day this round. Green Day is a rock band that was formed in California in 1987. Since then, they've released 13 studio albums, among many other things. One of these things is. When they made one of their person, one of my personal favorite albums, American Idiot, they made it into a Broadway show too. It had a fully separate cast to sing and perform it on stage outside of their own recorded album versions of the songs. Even with that, they've done a lot of great albums, like the aforementioned American Idiot, Twenty First Century mm-hmm. Breakdown, and Dookie are all really strong contenders for their best album because they're all really strong albums as a whole. But the way they come together with each song. It just works really well to me. Not only is the band still touring, even alongside big names like Fall Out Boy and Weezer next year, they're still making music, like their most recent album, Father of All, coming out this year. Yeah, me neither. I'm not huge on that album. It was definitely a tone shift, but Mm. it's interesting that they're still going nowadays, especially Mm. with how long they've been touring and all. Um, I have actually a a banner of Dookie in my room. Yeah, it's, yeah, that it's, was a, a really it's a, good it's album. A, it is a great album. It's probably my favorite one. Um, but I guess I'm up, and it's not going to surprise you, the band people that I uh, picked as my... And, I mean, I feel like mine's very true, too. One of the greatest rock bands of all time is Nirvana. Yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. I mean, I know we t- talk about them a lot, but here's some more. Uh, Nirvana was um, originated in, 19, in, in, in 1987 in Aberdeen, Washington. And it had a lot of it had a lot of um, members over time, but the the three main ones that stuck with it till the end were Kurt Cobain, Dave Grohl, and Chris Novoselic, and Pat Smear. Um, but they they started off their like like their first album was uh, Bleach in 1989, right? Um, and that's actually one of my favorites. I, I it's hard to pick a favorite with Nirvana, but Bleach is, has such a good grunge sound because it's so um it was such on a tight budget and that's what really put them on the map uh, like uh, that's what people like what what they would heard them and they're like wow okay this band actually might have something and um you put them in like this like the seattle the seattle sound area and um but the the thing that really put them on top of the, the billboards was their uh, a single 
from a from the the album Nevermind, which smells like Teen Spirit, and that was released in 1991. And um, yeah, it was released as a single first, and it shocked the world. I think it. I think that song alone shaped music today. Like I, like it's it that song it um gets put on. It's when I, whenever someone does like top 100 songs of all time, I, they're always in the, it's always in the top 10. Usually, I see them in the top five too. That's how that's how um, crazy like like uh, that song is, and how like you know I guess the movement of that song was. I always find that really ironic because hasn't he come mm-hmm. out and said that the lyrics and for it were kind it's of so nonsense? funny? Um, I forget the person that did it, but. He came up with the name because um, uh, a girl, uh, one of his friends, uh, went into his room and wrote on the wall, Kurt smells like teen spirit. And um, he thought it was a, such, he, was, he thought it was such a, like a, um, like a movement. And he, he made the song and months later he found out she said that because teen spirit's a deodorant and that was what his girlfriend um, wore. So she actually oh. said, so she she said Kurt smells like Teen Spirit, like like the like the like the deodorant, and he didn't even know that he thought it was a some he, he thought it was just like such a monumental like a uh, like a uh, lyric, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So he basically <laughs> named his song after a deodorant. Well, was, yeah. So yeah, I think that that's a cool little background. But um, then their final album was in in utero. And that was that was definitely a shift from what they usually have. Like, never mind. It was sure it was like grungy, but in utero it was like downright depressing, and it has a lot of controversial songs on it. Um, but I like them. Like, like, like the probably most controversial on there is like "Rate Me." A lot, a lot of people think that's like a a bad song, but it's actually um, he actually that made that song to stand up for like against the rape. Like just to show, like you know, like like to almost like uh, um, to show how bad it is, you know, like to try to get the get the word out. Mm. So he was actually yeah, he was a big feminist and a big um uh, civil rights person. He, a lot of his um lyrics had had to do with that. Um, so that was their final um album. Like while Kurt was alive. Kurt did eventually pass away due to suicide or whatever. No one really knows. Honestly, the jump to in utero kind of makes you wonder he, what he, they would be making he said, if, if he I were still alive today. Be, he said they like um they were gonna start switching to like more like poppy kind of stuff, like more like right, right, Kristen. You see that? Yeah, I remember seeing that too. So like more popish kind of rock, which which would have been so cool to see, but you know, it's not <laughs> going to happen now. Um but they did they did wind up releasing like another album like 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 Nirvana, like it, like the, the, the it's a self-titled album just like of their greatest hits out of all. Which was good. Like they remastered all the hits, but you know, it, it's sad that we will never have to see. Any, I mean, we're gonna we're not gonna see anymore. But I'm yeah. I'm a big Foo Fighters guy too. So Dave Grohl's in that band and Pat Smear. Same. I love I love Foo Fighters, man. They're awesome. So if you ever, yeah, I'm also a big. I mentioned before mm-hmm. I'm a big guy from My Chemical Romance, and funny I should mention that because 
from what I remember, um, I remember reading this somewhere. Uh, Billy Joel Armstrong for Green Day is actually a huge inspiration to the My Chemical Romance lead singer Gerard Way. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. Mm. He was like a big hero to him. But yeah, the Foo Fighters yeah, are also really Fighters. good to me. Yeah, they're yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Grow yeah, because yeah, his, his his origins from Nirvana is a cool thing. But yeah, that that was that's what I had to say about Nirvana. I think they were one of the greatest ever, and they 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 shaped the whole generation, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, yeah, I have to. They're agree almost with that like, one. like the the Beatles of the, of their time. It's like they shaped Generation X. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think that is our show. Yeah, that's it. So, um, Mr. Weston, yeah. I wish you the best in life. Uh, I wish my two co-hosts that will be seniors next year the best in life. Thank you, Chris. We wish you the same. That was Cooper. Yep, you too. <laughs> Chris wishes it oh too. Oh my goodness! Well, we yeah, we we wish you too. But <laughs> <Well>, um, <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I wish you all the best. Stay safe. I will, we will visit next year and uh, have a great life. You too, guys. See ya. Yeah, see ya. See ya.